Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Chit Chats with Lonnie, Recruiter T Edition. But this is a special episode recorded straight off of my LinkedIn Live. I hope you guys enjoy and make sure to follow me on LinkedIn for all the Recruiter T. Hey! hey. <laughs> How are you? I'm okay. The weather is weird. Allergies. We're going to make it through. How are you? I'm good. And yeah, the weather is real weird. I was telling somebody, I was like, it's cold everywhere else. And then here it's 75 degrees. And lastly, it was like in the 30s. Yeah, but it, yeah, it was randomly like super, super cold. And then it just it got humid. And no, really. But thank you for making time. I know we've been pushing this back every week. I'm like, hey, you ready? And then I'm like, wait, hold on. We're going to have to push this back. Yeah, it's okay. We're two very busy people. It happens sometimes. It'd be like (laughs) Well, thank you. I just want to check in with you and see how you're doing. Like, how you feeling? Just finishing out the year strong, strategizing for next year. Just kind of like letting my ideas come to me every day. Just jotting them down when they do. Just... The plans that I have going into next year. So just kind of making sure I'm prepping for that. So mm-hmm. like one thing me and my friends always talking about is just like people wait like, oh, OK, I'm going to wait till next year to do this. Oh, I'm going to wait till next month. It's like, let's just start now. So when that time comes, when I'm ready for it to pop, I'm prepared versus waiting till then to get it together. So it's like, OK, next year is in a month. That's fine. But that doesn't mean I have to literally wait till January 1st. Yeah to prepare for January 1st. Right, like new year, new me, like no, start like. Yeah, like so let's start now, then when it gets to new year, you are already ahead of the game. You're already ahead of it. So that's how I try to think of things instead of just, oh, I'm gonna wait till this, I'm gonna wait till that. And it's just, you don't have to wait. Let's, let's start preparing now. <laughs> no, I love that. I feel like people need an introduction. Some people know you, some people don't know you. So who are you, girl, who are you? Oh, that's a loaded question. No, I'm scared. <laughs> I don't really feel like anybody could write a book about who they are. So let's see. In a nutshell, who I am. My name is Beverly Coleman, but my online names is Curly Bevy and Auntie Bev. And for people that are your actual aunt, yes, I am. But (laughs) actual aunt. And I'm like, I mean, I did get the nickname before I officially became one, but technically, yes, I am. But yes, Curly Bevy on pretty much all social media platforms. So I'm a content creator. I've been creating content since, seriously, since 2018. I also started powerlifting this year. So I'm a powerlifter, entrepreneur. I have my master's degree in psychology. So really love all things sight. So I feel like that's just like an overall nutshell of I can get. And I'm a Dallas native, so I throw it in there. <laughs> Well, we don't touch on since you said that you're a content creator, entrepreneur, and you graduated with a degree, a master's degree at that. What made you like, how did you know that you wanted to go a different route or did you know you wanted to go a different route? So me, when I was in school, like I'm talking about from kindergarten all the way to grad school, like I was a very educational scholarly person, like School, school, school. I always cared about school and sports, school and sports. Like, those were my things. I've always been really, I, like, I know this sounds so, so much like a little weenie to say this, but I actually genuinely loved learning in school. That's just how I was. So I knew since I was little, I was going to get my master's degree. I didn't know in what, but I knew in, like, fourth grade, I was like, I know I'm going to get a master's degree, at least. Like, you know, I'm not going to stop till I get a master's degree. 
content creation growing up obviously wasn't a thing. Yeah. Like social media wasn't, you know, they had like MySpace, but nobody, <laughs> stuff like that. And Facebook, you know, things like that. But content creation wasn't a thing. So heading into college, I discovered that I wanted to do psychology my junior year of high school. So at first I wanted to be a dermatologist. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Going to school. <laughs> that's a lot. I wanted to be a doctor and a der- or a dermatologist. But um, I ended up discovering psychology and like counseling and stuff like that my junior year. So going into college, my goal originally was to be a family and marriage counselor. So I did grad, um, undergrad at Tarleton, and I decided to stay at Tarleton for grad school. I was running track while I was doing that, decided not to run while I was in grad school. Just wanted to focus mainly on grad school because I really, really wanted to be a counselor. But then I got into the counseling program and I learned very quickly that I don't think that was the realm of psychology that I wanted to be in counseling and psychology. To, I always tell people they're cousins. They're not, this, they're not very different, but the, like they're different, but they're the same. So there's a lot in counseling that I I don't think I fully was prepared of what it was going to be. And it's a lot to be a counselor, honestly. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I had to be a special type of person. And I realized what I wanted to do in psychology was not counseling. I'm more of like teaching psychology, like mm-hmm. getting these really complicated concepts, breaking them down so that way it can kind of become smaller or just easier for people to understand. So that way they can apply it to their lives. Because I feel like while I was in undergrad and grad school, I learned all these things about psychology and I was able to like relate it to myself. And I feel like it helped me become a better person, understand mm-hmm. things about myself. And I wanted that for other people. So I was like, I don't think I can do that in counseling. Maybe I can do it in research and teaching. So I switched grad programs to reach research mm-hmm. and teach. So while I was in grad school, I started content creation as a hobby because I wasn't running track anymore. And I was like, wow, I have a lot of time on my hand. Like I needed something <laughs> like fun to do because I was always an athlete. I started playing sports at five. So then, you know, you go from five to like, what, 21? And you just always like your hobby, your thing has always been sports. So I was just like, okay, let me try to figure out what my thing is. So at the time I was figuring out my hair, you know, natural hair, really was in tune to makeup. So my friends was like, you should just do like YouTube videos, you know, just because people were always asking me on campus, like, hey, you know, X, Y, Z. It was like, just be easier if you make YouTube videos. I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, it's a hobby. (laughs) Well, I started off doing it just kind of like, whatever because yeah. I was I was busy. I was in grad school. So I was not consistent at all. So I just post videos, you know, every now and then. And then I say like summer of twenty eighteen, I just really started really liking what I was doing. I actually realized that people listened and took the tips and the things that I was like teaching on my YouTube videos. And I was like, okay, you know, (laughs) actually people are I was very surprised that people were actually listening and you know coming up to me and like, hey um, you know, I saw your hair tip on this. When you did the makeup video and you did this hack, it really helped. And now I feel like my makeup looks better. I feel like I'm learning my hair more. And I'm just like, wow, people actually, you know, learn. <laughs> and I feel like it's building confidence from, you know, because I feel like confidence can come from so many different yeah. spaces, you know. So at summer, I decided to just kind of be more consistent in it. And then I kind of became into it full time on accident because I had quit my job, not for content creation, but because I absolutely hated it. So like, <laughs> I was over it. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna get another job. And I ended up not getting another job while I was down at school. So I had nothing but time to create content since I wasn't working. And then that's, I got like a big break. 
one of my videos went viral and it's just like from there it's been a completely different journey so going into content creation it was more of just like let me just show people like the little things that i'll be doing hopefully it helps out and more of a hobby yeah. and then it's got like real serious real fast like within a year of when i like i think my first youtube video was an eyebrow tutorial and it's so trash now watching <laughs> quality everything and i was like what am i doing but you know like I, it helped apparently for what it was at the time <laughs> so i decided after i graduated because i feel like content creation and influencing and things like that are very um now things and i feel yeah. like social media is very in the now i wanted to take that opportunity to do it now because i don't want to wait like okay you know i'm gonna go and do xyz and i'm gonna come back to it in five years in five years, Instagram cannot exist. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I don't know like what's going to be in five years. So I feel like this was an opportunity to take this and make it something bigger. So then in five years, like I can do a multitude of things based yeah. off of like, you know, just social media. Because it does give you a lot of opportunities to reach a lot of people if mm -hmm. you have like, positive things to say, you know, in many ways to help people. So um, that's why I decided to go ahead and pursue this full time. It was not easy. At all, especially <laughs> considering I went and got my whole master's degree. Yes, I did. I like finished. I got my master's degree, and I teeter tottered back and forth whether I wanted to go ahead and teach or pursue this full time. But I was like, my degree is always there. I did internships. I have recommendations. You know, things like that. So if I want to yeah. go into that any time, I have that. But let me take this opportunity to do this as full out as I can, yeah. and you know, like help and reach as many people in this aspect as I can. And so did you like, how did you build your brand? Because you started out, you know, creating probably like makeup tutorials, hair mm -hmm. videos. How did you find what your niche was? That definitely took some time because I feel like social media is always changing. What's in, what's not, you know? And also yeah. I feel like over time you learn things about yourself. You get more comfortable with yourself. So I feel like for me, it was more comfortable of showing different aspects of myself. Cause it's yeah. like, okay, like now I talk a lot about like wellness, health, and like fitness on my stuff mm -hmm. but i and i was into those things when i first started off but it's kind of like do they care or not you know what <laughs> i mean like you don't know if people yeah. really you know care because i feel like when people do think of social media content creators especially women you think of predominantly beauty but yeah. and it's like of course i was into beauty but i just didn't know if people would receive that information well and i feel like you just kind of psych yourself out and you just stick to what people like but I'll say definitely within the last year, oh, I, I just stopped caring. Y'all going to learn everything. We're going to talk <laughs> about everything. We're going to talk about physical health. We're going to talk about mental health. We're going to talk about hair, skin, makeup, women's health, like resources for different things that you need. We're going to talk about all of it because I feel like all of it is really important. And I think it's important to show different aspects about myself that could potentially, you know, help somebody else. So I... Yeah. Um, I recently, like, I had some partnerships, like, with, men, um, not mental health, women's, like, health resources. And I have, you know, I post about it, like, you know, look out for these, some options. And then, you know, people DM me and, like, hey, I checked out what you posted about. This really helped. I signed up for this. Thank you for posting it. It's just, like, that's the whole point of it yeah. is help people find whatever it is that they need. So I feel like as a woman, it's important to show all of being a woman. And I feel yeah. like that's all aspects of health as well yeah. health, wellness fitness whatever the hobbies all kind of stuff you know everything's just beauty now i do love beauty don't get me wrong it took me a minute just to kind of 
almost like hype yourself up and get comfortable. It's kind of like you had to stop caring whether they cared or not. And it's like, but I care. And somebody else, like whoever is supposed to receive this information will. So let me put this out here for people who actually really need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you start, do you feel like you're able to be like your authentic self? Or do you think that you have to like somewhat put back some of you to, since you have brand deals, since you have an audience, do you think you have to like cover up some of yourself? Um, I feel like there is that? definitely a line in just being a little too open and honest with stuff. So I am my authentic self for sure. I would say that I'm not pretending to be anybody. I do have boundaries on things. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Miss Beverly would not do that it's in real life. Or I would not like tell people this information in real life, you know. So yeah. I do have boundaries on certain things. I'm just like, you know, but I think some things are important to open up about because it may be like, like I said, women's health can be very taboo to people yeah. when it's really not a lot of things are very much normal people just make it weird to talk about you know what i mean so i was like let me make it less weird for them to talk yeah. about or them to be like dang this is something i've always thought about to myself i'm glad somebody like said something gave some resources because this is something that mm -hmm. i needed more than anything i just kind of ask if i do i just tone down who i am because that'd be really loud and a lot i talk with my hands so much i just put one in my pocket so i can stop doing this while i'm talking <laughs> But I feel like for the most part, I am my, my authentic self. That's good. And I feel like a lot of content creators now, they feel like they have to match other people or they have to, they don't mm -hmm. have like, nobody's authentic. Nobody has their own style. Everybody's trying to keep up with the next person. And then the market right now, right? It, like it's super saturated with it is. entrepreneurs. <laughs> like everybody during that phase of 2020, when the world shut down, it's like everybody started a business, regardless if it's mm -hmm. hand soap, lotion, eye care, anything that you could possibly think of. Everybody got an LLC and was like, <laughs> hey, we, we <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was one of them. They got an LLC. So I talk. <laughs> but I think like it's just saturated. So it's like, mm -hmm. how do you feel about that? Like how the competition or like, do you feel like you got to keep up? What have you been seeing on your end? Because I know you're on the TikTok. You're on mm -hmm. Instagram. I sound old saying the TikTok. <laughs> the Instagram. Yeah, literally, it's okay. But I feel like it can be hard sometimes. I'm not going to lie to you. Just because... It is oversaturated. It's like everybody is an influencer now. Everybody's a content creator, which isn't necessarily, I would say, a bad thing. But a lot of information that people put out there is maybe not the best or they're mm -hmm. just doing it strictly for a check. Like they don't even care what they're putting out there. I feel like for me, separating myself, I feel like my audience loves me for me. And I'm going to stay that way no matter what. Now, it's OK. I feel like to keep up with the times. So you don't want to be posting the video styles that were very 2017 because it may not be received well just because you know that's not what what it is at the point in time so it's like for me just adjusting to the trends or the new updates of things but still doing it in my own way or fashion so when people see my videos like they're they're bad so like for an yeah. example for me a lot of trendy things is like these transitions <laughs> when they do the walking hand up <laughs> like a lot of crazy transitions which is cool for for them but i feel like if i started doing that people gonna be like girl when better start doing this you know i mean but I feel like, me personally i don't have to get my point or information across to do that because yeah. there have been times where i'm like okay this is popping right now let me try it and i'm trying and it's it's not working for me because i feel like yeah. this is not how Bev will do it so yeah. i feel like Standing out is always just genuinely being myself. I do feel like you have to find that thing about you that people follow. And it could be 
many reasons why people follow you or come for your advice or information. But I feel like I found things that people, you know, I might have people that come over here for hair advice. I might have people that come over here for skincare or mm -hmm. for women's health resources or, yeah. fitness or, you know, anything like that. And it's like within those each categories, just finding the best way to give out that information to people that's very myself. So I feel like from, it, it is, I feel like easy to get lost within yeah. all the stuff. Cause it is very frustrating when I see like all this stuff and I'm just like, it's a lot going on. It's a lot to <laughs> up with. And I feel like there can be moments where I do this, get discouraged. Cause I'm like this style of content or whatever right now, video style is very popular and very well received, but it's just not me. It's yeah. just not, you know, some like stuff is just way too quick for me. And I'd be like, I didn't learn anything watching this in 10 seconds. You know what I mean? People's yeah. fans are so short right now. And it's a little <laughs> frustrating because it's like, wait, I want to actually tell y'all about this. Like for real, for real, tell y'all, but things have changed so much. So it's like just trying to adjust with, but still doing things your style and your yeah. way too, where it's, it's still like when they come to my page, they're like, okay, this is still like, Bev. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's still your brand. Yeah, uh, I think that's what a lot of people struggle with is having a brand. We talked about this earlier where people use the word content creator and the term content creator and influencer so loosely now. Mm -hmm. um, and one of my friends had told me, like, as an influencer, what do you want to influence? Do you just want to be known for this moment, this time, mm -hmm. this trend? Or do you want to be known over time? Do you want to leave a lasting impact? Like, what is your purpose? Do you have a bigger purpose for mm -hmm. what you're doing? And kind of like you saying, like, I want to be able to explore all avenues. I just don't want to be towards beauty or fitness. Mm -hmm. Like I want to do a little bit of everything, which doesn't limit you to anything exactly. when it comes to like brand deals, collaborating with people, different things like that. Like your options are open all the time. Yeah, I agree. So like, I feel like that is potentially the difference between people. Like you said, a lot of people be like, oh, I'm an influencer and content creator. And then as I go and look their pages and there are different styles of what content is and I feel like influencing is but I always try to tell people just because someone has numbers does not make them an influencer mm. and mm. just because someone has low numbers like people look at following too much to make judgment so I know plenty of girls that have you know 10k or maybe not even 10k 5,000 and they're really great content creators and influencers because their content is is teaching you and you're learning things from it. And I feel like they have great takeaways and I would consider them and have more of an influence over someone who's a hundred K and they're just posting pictures of themselves. And they're getting a lot of likes because, you know, people like the pictures that doesn't necessarily equal influence or content, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. So I feel like it now people just see social media as you got followers, you're a content creator, you're an influencer, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's what people like look at it as. And that's literally not what it is. And I feel like with content, there is purpose yeah. behind it. Every post, there is some type of purpose behind it, whether you're trying to help people find affordable clothing, whether you're trying to teach them how to cook something, um, try this exercise, each post has something intentional behind it. And I mean, from time to time, you know, I just post something like, hey, you know, here's me. <laughs> that's going you know whatever but i feel like for the most part like 90 percent of my postings have some type of in like some type of intentional yeah. something behind it and i think that's kind of what can what set people apart and i always tell people okay when people tell me oh i want to be like an influencer or content creator and i just like okay why and the why's can be can vary like 
a lot, but a lot of times people's like, well, I just wanna, I'm gonna get paid for it. That is not, because <laughs> I don't get paid for every post. And that is like a misconception. I feel like people see it and be like, oh, Bev's, you know, she's doing well. She probably gets paid for every post. Like every time she's showing something, she's getting paid for it. No, I'm gonna say about 80% of my content is unsponsored, but I'm posting it because I genuinely want to show y'all. Yeah. Hey, this is this. And of course it's grant to get sponsorships, especially with brands that you genuinely do use or places that you visited or just like stuff that you actually do, you know, really believe in. Yeah. But I always try to tell people if you're trying to become a content creator just to get paid, that, that is ain't not it. <laughs> this ain't the this ain't like the area. You're not a content creator. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like your sole purpose is to just get paid. If you're making content to just get paid, I feel like it will never prosper in the way that you want it to. So I yeah. feel like when people think of Curly Baby or Auntie Bev, I do like pitch myself to brands as a brand. I am a brand now. Obviously, it didn't start off that way. But over time, I see more of myself as like when I sponsor with brands, more of like advertising type of thing, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, still my videos and my content is a brand within itself. But I think it's all about the intention that you have behind it. So like I'll have people and they'll be like, hey, I recently just got a bunch of followers. I think I want to be a content creator. And I'm just like, is it because you just got a lot of followers or do you actually want to have content to put out? You actually want to create good, solid content that people are learning from. And I think that's part of the reason why it's oversaturated. People are posting things because they just want to get paid. That's that's not how, especially because when I build my brand on social media, that is entrepreneurship. And it took took a, took a lot to get to where I am right yeah. now and the stability in it. But it's, I stayed in it when I was broke. Okay. <laughs> like your girl was struggling. <laughs> All right. So I was just like, y'all, you know, y'all ain't, y'all ain't seen the struggles behind it. I done had some times where finances were, no, they was down because yeah. you know, you're not you know, getting paid as much. Or like I know for me, when the pandemic first happened, that was a lot because brands were no, they were kind of like on the back seat because everybody's mm-hmm. at home. So yeah. like people were losing money. Like when it first started, it was a whole thing. So I like when a time period where I was not getting paid, but I was still creating content and yeah. putting it out there because it is genuinely what I like and what I want to do. So I feel like making yourself a brand, creating content, it's all about the intention behind it. I feel like if you're so money for um your sole purpose for anything is just strictly just money. money. I don't think yeah. you're ever gonna process. I mean, of course, like nobody wanna do nothing for free forever, <laughs> you know. But I feel like if that is your sole purpose, yeah, it's never gonna take off like you want it to. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that people don't understand when they want to jump into the entrepreneur life. Like it's time consuming. It's expensive putting money out there. I mean, when I first started my photography business before Mm -hmm. it was a business and you remember I was just shooting people for free. Like I was using gas. I was booking studios on my own money. I was literally putting out so much money and now I'm making money, but if you ain't got no money to put out there and to invest, you ain't got no content. Like mm-hmm. I feel like, and then even like producing content, there's times when I don't want to do anything. I don't want to shoot. I don't want to make posts. I literally just want to be left alone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you have an audience that's kind of, they come to your page. Some people come to your page because they look for that motivation. They mm-hmm. looking for the new thing, the new hot thing. Like they just want to learn. Um, so it's like, you no longer, you do it for you, but you get more fulfillment from helping others. Or that's exactly. at least how I feel. Um, and like, I, can you like speak on like, have you ever had 
content creator block oh, <laughs> like where you <laughs> all the time it is it is probably the most frustrating thing because i feel like you'll get to i'll get to a point where i'm like i don't even know what to talk about no more yeah like or i feel like things trend things are trendy they're moving they're changing so different it's like how am i going to fit in what the things i like to talk about and i like to share into this and i feel like you do get a creator's block like probably the longest creative block i had is a year-long youtube break Definitely the longest one because I got so lost within YouTube, which is that's the platform that I started on. And I feel like things changed so differently on YouTube that I I just couldn't think anymore on what yeah. to put out there or like how what I wanted to talk about or put out there anymore. And so I literally took a year break from it. And I feel like and I focus more on Instagram and TikTok. But lately, I feel like I don't know what happened. <laughs> the juice is starting YouTube started flowing in and I feel like I needed that break to kind of clear my head. I think sometimes creative I come from frustration. And yeah. I think it is frustrating because I'll see like certain content. I'm like, this is what y'all like. Yeah. I mean, that's it. You know, this is what I like. And it's like, you know, no shade to other people and what they do. But it's just like some stuff to me, I just be like, like that was necessary. We could have talked about that a different <laughs> way, you know, but whatever. And so I feel like it's difficult because it comes, I feel like creative life definitely comes from frustration for me mm-hmm. anyways. I get so frustrated in how am I going to do things that I feel like my mind just completely just, it, it is definitely a thing and it's frustrating. I think it's more just working through it. But yeah, the longest creative block I had is this last year with YouTube. But I feel like I had to get back into a space where I was open to like open to letting the creativity flow but i feel like i said i just i just needed to step away from it they can't do that with everything all the time but like someone said like um overload is a thing too it's just so much so much happening at one time and i feel like it's kind of just be like ah and just but you stop. You step back for a minute. You stop. You you stop. Stop. Sometimes we let that break just go on a little too much longer <laughs> than it should. If we're being honest, I feel like that was me with YouTube. But I feel like with Creative Block, I think it's more just let me figure out what's frustrating me. Let me figure out what's wrong. Then I kind of write down what are some ways that I feel like I can do better in the content that I'm creating. Mm-hmm. What's some ways that works? Maybe some that don't. Figuring that out. Okay, now what are some things that I want to talk about as yeah. well? And just slowly figuring out what I'm going to do next. Cause I know most recently in the last couple months, I had like a block on Instagram and it's just because the style of Instagram is very different right now. I very much like, I feel like my videos are very, I call them like homie homegirl videos, just very <laughs> natural, like very natural. I don't feel the need to do a bunch of a lot in it. I just want to mm-hmm. show you, let's just get to the point. Yeah. Right here. Like, let's just get to the point. So I like when I do my makeup videos, I want to make it seem like a style, like you sitting right here in front of me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't do all these special angles and cuts and all this stuff. I just want it to be like you watching me doing my makeup, like you sitting right here. My friends are watching me do my makeup when we're talking. That's kind of mm-hmm. how I want it to be. I want everything to be simple to where you can understand it. So I feel like right now, like I said, everything's very quick, fast, mm-hmm. like, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, like, how am I gonna show you all this? I want to actually show y'all me applying the makeup. I just don't want to show you what I'm using and then keep it moving. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's not always about just selling stuff. It's about actually teaching or giving really good suggestions to people. 
So I feel like I I just recently, probably a couple of weeks ago, got over my Instagram creative block because of frustration. I feel like that's mostly where it comes from for me anyways. Mm -hmm. How do you like because I want to transition to this, comes like money-wise, right? Getting mm-hmm. partnerships, brand deals. How do you go about that? Because you can't do business with everybody. You can't partner with everybody. And then I know for me, like when it comes to this podcasting thing, like I'm very picky when it comes mm-hmm. to allowing people in because it's like our baby, right? Like this is our yeah, brand. This and is it's like you mess with it and you, you messing me over. So like, how do you go about brand deals, partnerships, collaborating? Like, how do you go about that stuff? So for me, I probably, uh, not probably, I have said way more no's than I have said yeses because one, all money is not good money. And two, I would never put anything out there on social media that I do not truly believe in or like just to get a check. And unfortunately, uh, or to me, if I'm like, it makes zero sense. Like, for example, recently I had, um, I don't wear any type of contact, prescription glasses, nothing. And I had a brand reaching out to me and they're like, you know, wanting to partner but glasses and I'm like, well, how did we come to this conclusion? I don't (laughs) wear glasses like at all. So what would it look like if I got on social media? It's like, hey, check out these glasses. And they're like, (laughs) how did Belle start wearing glasses? You wear contacts, as you always wear contacts. And it's like, it's giving, oh, she just did that for a check. Yeah, You know what I mean? No shade to this company, but when flat tummy tea was a thing, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of their products and they were trying so hard to reach out to me and I'm like okay the reason why I'm looking like this is because I work out not because I'm taking yeah. tea. you know what I mean I told them no probably like 10 to 20 times they was trying it every week it's an email and I was like I told y'all no last time and I mean it's <laughs> <laughs> so, no you know what I mean <laughs> it's not happening so I'm very very choosy of who I work with because I feel like if I say yes to everybody y'all probably see a partnership every single day because it's always somebody that's trying to work with you yeah. because they're trying to make some money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm not working with everybody. I if I have to like it. I have to believe in it. And it has to make sense. And those are the yeah. things that I go by. Like, So if, if a brand sends me a product, hey, they want to try it. I'm going to try it. <laughs> like most of the time, like 80% of the brands that I work with, I've already been using or mm-hmm. somebody I, like I've already like used them before. I've, I've visited this place before, Mo- like 80, 80% of the time, it's already something that's in the rotation of what I do. So mm-hmm. it is like full circle moment when it's like, wow, I've been using them for years and I finally get a partnership with them, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's kind of cool. Cause it's like, well, I've been promoting them for years anyways on my yeah. own or just telling people about it. So it feels good to have them come to me and be like, Hey, like, we see you, let's yeah. work together. So that to me is full circle moment. But if it is something newer and I've probably heard of it before, I've just never got a chance to try it out. We're doing a try now trial period because I have definitely had a couple of times where somebody sent me something. I didn't like it. For example, I had a makeup brand that really wanted to work with me. Okay, send me the products first and I need to try it out for a couple weeks to see and they're making skin out. And yeah. I was like, we ain't kicking it because why would I get on Instagram and be like, hey, y'all, look at this. And my skin is secretly breaking out just for a checker to get paid. No, I'm not going to tell people. They may not break their skin out, but it broke mine out. So I'm not going to put it you know, on there. So yeah. if it is something new, I do prefer to try it out and get a feel of it for like a couple of weeks and just seeing how I'm liking it because partnerships don't work in a day. They don't reach out yeah. to you. And then next week, the post is up. 
it, yeah. it'll take a month or two sometimes for a partnership to close out. So is there is time if there is something newer that I'm trying out, but I'm very particular about new things. Like for example, hair is, I feel like something that I don't want to promote a lot of different bunch of products of because I'm not using these products every day. Yeah. So for me, I'm very strict about my hair partnerships. I'm only working with brands that I actually use. I don't want to get on here every day and be like, hey, you know, try out this. And I just used it one time. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I want them to actually see the stuff that I'm using. So I'm really, really, really picky <laughs> about yeah. who I work with. And if it's a new brand, oh, you better believe I'm on your, I'm on your website looking at the ingredients and I'm, reading, <laughs> and I'm researching you and I'm going and I'm looking at your Google reviews. And if you're in here, I'm watching you. <laughs> I'm looking at you. Like, I'm not, I'm not looking. I'm like, oh, okay, they seem cute. Mm-mm. I've had a couple of friends. I'm looking at websites of the reviews and folks is talking. I said, oh, no, 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 I can't get it. Can't work with me. I don't even want to attempt it. So it's like, they yeah. are new. I'm definitely doing my research into it so mm-hmm. before i even be like okay let's see what they're talking about you know yeah. what i mean so pitching and collaborating is a very lengthy process working with brands but i do encourage not not encourage but don't just don't say yes to anything or anyone yeah. that's putting in your face i feel like their brands are banking on that sometimes that people mm-hmm. just like, like I said, if you're going into content creation influencing with the wrong intentions, then those are, I feel like, the type of people that they're looking for to work with. Yeah. Them, just say yes to anything. So, you know, yeah. I don't know if you've ever been on somebody's page. You're like, what kind of partnership is this? And yeah. They, zero. they don't even do that. Yeah. <laughs> Random. But okay. You know, like, you know what I mean? I don't ever want someone to look at my partnerships and be like, what Bell doing? I like, guess. Yeah. Now I want them to be like, okay, this is on brand for her. This is, even if it's something different, like this year I started posting more of my fitness content and I integrated yeah. that in organically. So that way, like if I do have some fitness partnerships, it makes sense versus off rip the first fitness thing I ever posts is a partnership and they're like, it's given she did it for money. You know what yeah. I mean? So definitely way more no's than yes. Do you think like you have to have some type of standard morality for yourself, something like you, you have to have something for yourself. You just say yes to anybody. You will not last very long at all. Do you you negotiate? I don't want to get into the personal, personal. When it comes to how much they're paying, do you ever feel like you're being lowballed? Oh, all the time. So luckily for me in the last two years, I got management. And that has been a game changer. So my managers are two amazing black women and I'm signed to a influencer content creator agency, which they manage. So they help us with strategizing. They help us pitch, negotiate, keeping up with everything. So CFG, shout out to CFG. Love y'all. But um, (laughs) I'm signed to them and everyone on roster is like black, Afro-Latina, you know, like minorities. So they specialize in basically getting like black and other people of color out there, getting the prices that you deserve, getting the opportunities that you deserve. So I feel like before them, it is hard on your own, pitching yourself and managing yourself. Cause it's like, you don't know what to do. It's kind of hard standing up for yourself because it's like, well, what do I say? And like, say, it's like, you, you want to get paid, you want to make money. And it's like, oh, this would be a good idea, but they're banking on you not knowing your work. You know, and that's something that I, it took me over a time. When I think about my prices when I first started, and I had some really good engagement 
whenever, like after I had went viral, I had some really good engagement and I could have been charged way more for my time and my talents than I was. But it's like, you know, you live and you learn. But my management, so how it basically goes is they are in charge of pitching. So, you know, they have the resources and things like that and they'll go and pitch out. But, you know, if a brand is personally reaching out to me, I'm like CC'd in the emails and I'm watching and they're going in like, no, she needs money for exclusivity. You're paying her for usage. You're paying her for, you know, a reshoot fee. If you ask her to reshoot the content and they're really going in with the prices. And sometimes I sit back up like, ooh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, when the prices change, I'm like, I know they, you know, they didn't even tell me, you know, I know my rates went up, you know, <laughs> management really does help. Like, like I said, two black women just because they get it. They get the struggle. One of my managers, I want to say maybe back in early 2021, she wrote an article about, you know, like that, what it was like, what black creators want brands to know. And it was like, mm-hmm. about being have more diversity within your brand. Yeah and equal pay and things like that. So, cause I've had some some brands say some crazy things to me when I give them my prices. And I've literally had brands, I'm like, yeah, you know, so these are my prices X, Y, Z. And they'll be like, oh, well, so-and-so has more followers than you and they charge us less. So, and it's just like, well, one, I'm not so-and-so. And then two, <laughs> well, I'm sorry that that's what they're doing over there, but that's not what I'm doing because they'll try to get you. Yeah. It really, I feel like they're banking on you or like sometimes these bigger brands like, hey, we're so and so. They're a very big, well established brand and they're banking on you just being excited to work with them. And yeah. it's like, that's cool, but I also need my time and work paid equally as to someone else that you would give it to. Mm-hmm. So it it is a struggle. I'm not going to lie to you. And it's something a lot of black creators we talk about. Everybody talks maybe what somebody else's prices are or, you know, the opportunities that they gotten. And I'm just like, that's really, really interesting. You know, seeing yeah. the difference of sometimes with other people that, you know, not black and they're getting these opportunities and these rates. And, and you're just like, that is so crazy because my work is just as good as theirs. Yeah. Look and my engagement's more than theirs. I get more. And it's like they they will sometimes pay somebody more who has less engagement than you if they are of a different skin tone, you know? So it's just kind of, it is frustrating. And I think me and my management, we're doing really hard. And I've said, no, it's like, I've had some brands. It's like, I would have loved to work with them. But the prices, you are tripping. (laughs) I know my worth. And I will say no if what you are offering is not either very, very close or equal to what I'm asking. Because there'll be some times where, you know, like their, their thing is always budget, budget, budget. Oh, budget allows this. Yeah. If they really want to work with you, they will. They have the budget for it. So I've had some brands and we're like, well, you know, this is the price, buddy. I don't know what else to tell you. And they're like, okay, okay, okay. We really want to work with you. <laughs> and they're just like, no, or like say so-and-so's price is this. Goodbye. Because there's yeah. nothing but to say, you know, because you're going to be hounding me about, all these pieces of content. You want to be exclusive to you for weeks mm-hmm. that I can't work with any competitors and you want to use my content for a year. Keep for my page, keep it on there. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, keep it on my page and it's just like, but you're low balling me. I'm going to say no every single time. I don't care who you are. Okay? Knowing your worth. You gotta know your worth. It is, it's, <laughs> it's a process though. Like I said, at first I was like, dang, this is a really good opportunity, but 
I would love to be paid more than this. And I will admit that at the beginning, I did take some stuff that I definitely should have been paid more for sure, because it's just like you're trying to get yourself out there. You're yeah. trying to establish these relationships and partnerships with these brands because then it will sprout into other things. But I will say definitely within the last year, having management definitely has helped me better advocate for myself. Yeah. Have you ever been like censored? I know I saw I've been on TikTok just late at night board and I've seen creators say like, hey, my stuff has been censored because I'm talking about, you know, a popular topic. And I'm talking about like every video they get in like 100,000 and this one topic they're talking about gets low engagement. Do you think that platforms are I've doing seen, that? I've definitely seen that um, a lot. And it is kind of annoying because it's just like. What does this mean? You know what I mean? So I definitely have seen people get censored or like, uh, what is it called, like shadow banned yeah. or things like that, which that has happened to me before, unfortunately. Um, I remember, I think on Instagram, I had like did a post and I was speaking on like black voices and it got like taken down by Instagram. Like after two weeks and it was weird because I was just like, I don't know. It was weird. And I speak often on being like black and proud and black and what I'm doing. So I like that's something I'm ever going to like stop talking about. But it was just weird because it was like a very detailed post. And I don't know, you know, it was, it was just it was just interesting that it, like they deleted it. And I was like, you know, it's, it's a lot of stuff on Instagram that should not be on Instagram <laughs> that y'all need to be worried about. You know, people yeah. are on here like let's talk about that. That's what we need to focus on taking down. Not me yeah. speaking on my experience being a black woman. You know what I mean? And I feel like even sometimes when you post certain things, you know, speaking on your experiences, you do get like a lot of people in the comments saying crazy things and stuff like that. So I don't know if that has something to do with it, but I have mm -hmm. definitely, I have seen creators, other black creators too, that are on either TikTok or Instagram. And they're like, well, that's weird that, you know, they took this one very specific video down and censored. And then it's like from there, their account, the rest of their videos kind of shadow banned. Yeah. People are no longer seeing it for a very, very long extended of time. It's not being pushed out there for people to see. Yeah. No, and I want to go to like the the being a creator, like there it's not always there there's some negatives that go into yeah. it, you know, like like I people come, <laughs> the the negative comments, uh the mm -hmm. people that just be on there just to just to say something, like keep it moving. And so like just do you think that it messes with a lot of creators mental health are like I know there's been times when I've received some not nice stuff like on this platform on a professional platform at that comments about racist and the other and it's like I shouldn't take this personally but I'm human and so I'm yeah. taking it personally and it's like at that point that's kind of when you kind of want to step back and be like why am I offended by somebody that doesn't pay my bills that doesn't put <laughs> food on my table but I'm offended by it for some yeah. reason that you have friends that have gonna step back because they just the mental health, the mental part of it, it they, they weren't strong enough for it. Yes, I always tell people like, they think content creation and influencing is very cutesy, but if you do this like for real, for real, and full time, and like I say, very intentional, there is a lot of like random hate comments and crazy people just coming out the woodworks. And I feel like it can be very discouraging to people a lot of time, because you're not used to it. You know, you're walking around no one's randomly coming to you and be like, pat on like your hair, just so you know, and then walk off. But it's like they're on social media and they have this area where you don't know them. They don't know you. They don't have immediate access to you. So they're just like, well, I can go say something crazy to them. And there's nothing that they can do about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I do think mentally you do have to be strong in order to because the Internet has a lot of people on there. 
You can have random people that you will never meet or even be close to meeting in your life coming in and saying, you know, crazy things to you about whatever it is. So it's just like, I feel like you have to have that mindset of remembering the reason why you're doing it and also the positivity that comes. I feel like for me, when I first started and, you know, my videos started getting attention here, you get a lot of positive attention, but here comes the negative attention as well. Yeah. And I feel like at first I used to give too much attention to those negative people. So like I was telling you, I would just say crazy things back to them. <laughs> if you're going to build yourself as a brand, you literally cannot do that. And that's something that I had to learn over time. But I also had to be like, why am I letting this random stranger get me worked up when there's a literal block button and a delete button? Utilize those for yeah. sure. And that's something that I did because it's like, hey, I don't have to see your negative. I'm going to block you. So that way you can literally never come here again to anything crazy. So yeah. that's something that I do. You're either getting deleted or blocked. And that's how yeah. it's going for me. But it is mentally a lot because, like I said, it's just all these random people. And especially if you have a video that kind of gets a lot of attention. Like, say, so you have the positive. You definitely have the negative that comes with it. And for me, just in real life, installing mm -hmm. confidence in myself and what I do is what keeps me strong. So when people are saying something negative, I'm like, anyways, whatever you do. <laughs> But also, I think it's important to focus more on the positive audience that you have, because I feel like naturally as humans, if we can have five compliments, but as soon as someone says something hateful, we're going to run over there and be like, what you say? And not address these people that just told you something positively. You know what I mean? I feel like we forget about yeah. that. So that's something that I, over time, had to learn and for myself, but also my positive and my great, like the great audience that I do have, they deserve that attention from me. I should not only be replying to negative comments, I should be thanking people or answering their questions in the comments or, you know, just replying back to them that genuinely want to either learn or that are, that likes your content. And it's just like, you know, those people who are negative, delete and block. And that's something yeah. that I've done, but it can be mentally exhausting and it can be overwhelming with the amount of people that's talking to you at one time. Yeah. I, I was about to jump into that. Like, yeah. like, how do you ever have, I know for me being on a professional platform, being doing the work that I do, people believe that they, they know me like we're BFFs. Yeah. ain't never met you a day in damn your life, my life. Um, and they pour so much of them out to me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm taking on a, a burden in a way because mm -hmm. I could be going through stuff over here. Nobody ever know. And now you're throwing your problems, your situation onto me. I can't help you. You know, like I'm a normal person, just like you. I pay rent on the first, everything like that. And so, like, do you have those people that they feel since you put so much of yourself out there? Do people feel connected to you and feel like I know a lot more than probably what she thinks I know about her uh, yeah. than the other? And I think that's when it comes to when, like people specifically reaching out to me, just setting boundaries. Or I have things that I will specifically answer about, and some I will not. So, like, I love people who reach out to me asking, like, about grad school questions or psychology, because I'm always down to help with that because I'm a stickler for education. Let's go get that degree, girl. So like, those are like questions that I'm always going to like answer and do my best to answer, you know, things like that. But sometimes for me, like a quick thing is if, if it's a question they have and I've already answered it in the video, I'll just send them a link to a video to kind of just, I still want to help, but it's, I just try to remember because I feel like I used to be overwhelmed with trying to answer every question and every DM. And it can be a lot, like talking to all of these people at one time, overwhelming. And I feel like I do want my audience to feel connected to me. 
because you know sometimes i'll be out and about and people are like hey you know i follow you on this and wow you're the same as you are and it's like oh i like this and i love that about you and da, da, da. And it's like wow thanks like <laughs> it makes me feel good that like yeah. when you see me like you're you're getting who i am you know yeah. what i mean and then it's like they're like wow you're even more like fun and positive and nice and whatever in person it's just like i love that but like I said, I do have boundaries of what I share and what I don't share at the same time because it's like some things I don't open up about too, too much because I don't think I would be in a space to talk about that or give advice about mm -hmm. that right now. And it's just some people are just a little bit more sensitive than others. So they're a little bit more willing to pour themselves onto you. So I feel like I take it case by case of what I see of what somebody's coming to me, but I just... I had to, I was really like overworking myself because I was like, you can't be a counselor too, you know, at yeah. the end of the day. So just setting kind of those boundaries for myself on what I'm going to answer, what I'm going to not answer, what I'm allow, you know, things like that. So definitely setting boundaries. Like I do my yeah. best to try to help as many people as I can. I just had to be okay with not being able to help everyone. Because yeah. they're like, you know, it's like you want to say the world or just be like, uh, I just, I just want to do what I can. But it's like, you don't also want to poop yourself yeah. out trying to overwork yourself for people, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that makes sense. And like being an entrepreneur, I feel like you're always on, especially if that is your sole job. You're always on. Like, when do you have time to take a break? How do you take care of your mental health? How do you shut down? How do you separate? Like, how do you take time for yourself and, you know, turn off sometimes? Mm -hmm. So for me, I definitely make sure that outside of social media, I am very much happy. I'm very much sane and I'm very much okay in real life because I don't live for social media. I just show social media aspects of my life that I feel like that would help, but I don't want it to be like, oh, on social media, I have such this perfect life. And then like, I'm just like going downhill or it's just like my mental, I'm spiraling out of control, you know, in yeah. real life because I'm so focused on making sure I have the appearance. It's like, no, if I'm showing healthy habits online, let's make sure that we're healthy in real life too. Like, yeah. hello, you know what I mean? So. For me, mentally, just keeping meditation, definitely like to meditate. I actually have like a mindfulness tattoo uh, that's like a part of meditation and things like that. Staying present in the moment, not worrying so much about what has already happened or what's going to happen. Because that's something I used to like worry is about like things that I either couldn't change or I didn't even know what was coming. And I feel like I was so out of touch of what's happening right here in front of me. So I feel like meditation helps me, like I said, you're worried about oh, what videos am I going to do next? What am I going to talk about next? Oh my gosh, like, how am I going to go about this? What am I going to do next week? What am I going to shoot? And I feel like I'm yeah. just everywhere. And I was like, let's actually just focus on what are we going to do today? Yeah, in the, now, today. In the present. So I feel like meditation helps. I do a lot of like essential oils as well. Part of that is because I have chronic migraines. You know, it really sucks. So <laughs> I have chronic migraines. So essential oils, I feel like they make me really tense physically my migraines. So for me to relax, I took a lot of time in figuring out holistic ways to deal with my migraines. So I could, so I can be more productive and so I can be more relaxed as well. And migraines also do not make you very happy as well. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of essential oils. I like to go get, you know, just like small treats for yourself, massages, facials, things of that nature. That's not something you obviously you do every day, but you know, you like once yeah. a month, let's take a day to Treat yourself. I just need, you know, my neck massage. I just need a facial um, or even sometimes some daily things that I do is like a really good 
skincare routine for yeah. me. That's like is what makes me happy when I wake up in the morning. Wake up, I'm like, I'm so ready to wash my face today. Like, <laughs> I know this skincare routine is bomb. Okay. So it's just like small things like that, like small daily things that make me happy. So like I said, for me, first thing is is washing my face and yeah. some products that I really love. And it's like now I feel radiant. My skin is glowing. What are we moving on to next? One thing I do is try to make sure I don't eat crappy as well because I feel like food definitely affects mood for mm-hmm. sure. So it's just like if you're always just eating like too much or foods that are not good for you, because I'm not like on a strict diet or anything, but it's just like let's make sure I'm eating enough throughout the day and what I'm eating is good things because I do feel like food affects your mood. And also um, just watching things that – probably cause a lot of anxiety for me or make me more anxious. So for me, something I had to slow down on was like caffeine. And I feel like caffeine made me weirdly anxious more than I wanted to be. So that's something that I slowed down on is, and I also noticed that it would make my chest hurt a lot. So I was like, okay, let's prioritize our health. It's just not <laughs> hurting like that. Something I realized was my caffeine intake. So that's something I slowed down on. So I feel like there's like small things that I do every day, like I said, skincare going to the gym yeah. going to the gym definitely is like the best thing ever for t- to me anyways but <laughs> going to the gym and working out and i feel like that's just like a change of environment especially because i work from home so yeah. like something to do is just getting out the house even if i am going to target to walk around let's change the environment because i feel like it can get just overwhelming and a lot working from home and i feel like sometimes i have like moods of being unmotivated because it's like I'm just tired of being in here and working. Let's mm-hmm. go check our environment real quick. So like just a little small things. I feel like I don't have like necessarily like a ritual, but yeah, just making sure that I'm tuned. And also I have like not talk to myself. I'm not talking out loud to myself, but just like times that you spend with yourself where journaling, I do mm-hmm. journaling too, so that way I can kind of like talk to myself and figure some things out. So I do try to make sure. Things that I talk about on social media, I'm doing in real life. Like currently right now, a lot of people are dealing with seasonal depression and something Mm -hmm. that I've been trying to tell people is like, get you a light therapy lamp, you know, like small things like that. So I like use mine while I'm working to, you know, it gets dark really soon. So I feel like your motivation just kind of plummets during this time. So I just, a, a lot of honestly, the things that I show people, those are the things that I literally do in real life and I do them almost on a daily or a monthly, depending on what the activity is. You know, if it costs some money, we're gonna give it. <laughs> but if it's you know, just small things, like I said, things that build your confidence, that make you feel good, make you feel refreshed. Make, like mm-hmm. I drink a bunch of water all day because water, just drinking water makes you feel like, I, I don't know. I don't know, I guess I tell this to myself. Maybe it's like I'm glowing, like I'm feeling good. It makes my body feel, water like will give you energy if you're drinking enough of it. So those are like the things that I do for myself is just implementing certain things in my daily routine to make sure I'm feeling my best self, especially like I feel like a lot of this is in the morning. Yeah. I'm, one, I'm not a morning person, so yeah. I do things in the it's not. But <laughs> get your day started right. To get my day started right so I won't wake up and be like, Ugh, you know, like I don't even feel like doing this. Or it's like yeah. sometimes you wake up and I feel like your mood is weird let's Mm -hmm. get that out so i feel like it's okay i also have my days where if i'm down or have a lot going on let's accept that let's dwell in that for a small amount of time let's figure it out let's figure out a solution and then let's move forward so i do my best not to dwell in like 
negative emotions. And that's part of what meditation is, is learning how to channel those negative emotions and figure them out in a healthy way. And then it's just like, all right, I let it go. Let's not dwell on it too much longer. We've addressed it. We've talked about it. We've figured it out. Now let's like, like, let's move forward. And we, you know, stop worrying ourselves about things that we can't control. So that's for me, the things that I (laughs) No, I love all that. And it's great that you still have like that self-care. I like a lot of people get lost in social media, get lost just in everything that's going on that we forget to take care of ourselves a lot of times. So it's amazing to know that you still do that. Uh, That's what I want my channel to be. When people see beauty on my channel, I want them to see it more as like confidence and self-care. Like, in a way, I want them to see it like that. Because it's like when I'm doing these things, I'm doing them for myself or to either make myself, like like I said, skin healthier or building that confidence in myself. Because it's like, you know, I done flicked my eyeliner right or, you know, something like that. So that's more how I want them to see beauty. It's not like I feel like the traditional way of people will see beauty, which I feel like they see a very surface level of, oh, you just want to look good. You know what I mean? It's like, no, I want to feel my best self. I want to feel my most confident self. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, And I know we're at an hour and I know y'all probably got other stuff to do, (laughs) but I want to say thank you. Finally, we did it. Um, it. Thank you for coming on and talking about content creation, entrepreneurship. I feel like that's huge right now. And hopefully helping somebody figure out if they want to even jump into content creating before this conversation, they may have been like, you know, that's where I want to go. And now they like, "Mm, let me reconsider this. Yeah. (laughs) This may not be the path I want to take. Thank you. Do you have any like plugins? I know you have, you're going to start doing your YouTube. Yeah. So pretty much everything on social media is Curly Bevy. On TikTok is the Curly Bevy. But you type in Curly Bevy on pretty much any social media platform. I am on there. If you go to any platforms, well, like I have the link in the bio and it takes you to literally everything that is about me and like my little mini website. But also, if you are somebody who have looked into entrepreneurship and like content creation, video creation, those type of things, and you like that, you're really seeking some advice. I don't mind helping people that like this is something they really want to do. They're just trying to figure it out. Definitely hit me up. I don't mind. I'm not, I'm not no mentor or anything like that. <laughs> no. Like people ask me for mentorship. Like, I don't think I'm at that level yet, but I don't mind answering people's questions to the best of my ability or asking them some things to kind of figure out which direction they want to go into. So you can always send me an email too. It's just curlybevy at yahoo.com if you have some questions. If it's easier to send an email or you have some longer questions, just send that and I would definitely do my best to help out. Well, thank you. And I'm pretty sure the audience thanks you. Thank you, everybody that tuned in. Thank you, Bev. And until next time, everybody have a great night and be safe. Bye. Bye.